Who dat, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Who Dat Dish Podcast. It is yet another Saints game week here at the Who Dat Dish Podcast, and we are very excited to have you tuning in today, so thank you very much. As always, we are part of the Fan Sided Network, bringing you everything New Orleans Saints. That includes news, analysis, opinions, and fantastic guests. For this episode, there are no guests, but we do have the regular crew ready to rock and roll. Uh, as always, of course, I'm your host, Dayton Brown. Uh, joined by me with two fantastic guys, uh, the first of which you can find him on Twitter, at St. Charlie. Uh, he's, he's, a, he's our senior analyst, fantastic. Chalk talk with Charlie. Um, Charlie, what's <laughs> going on, man? I know that uh, um, you just came back from the Ravens game earlier this week. You're also going to the Rams game in about a week and a half, but in between there is a very important matchup with the Vikings. How are you feeling a few days before game day? How you doing, man? Uh, very exciting times. Seeing a lot of purple. Seen a lot of yeah. Seen seen, <laughs> seen, a, seen a lot of tweets on my timeline too from Vikings fans that are a little bit a little bit edgy there too. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Well, Which, first it's the purple the purple Ravens and then it's mm, the purple Vikings. Yep. Just purple purple purple. Uh, yeah man, big 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 game this weekend. Uh, you know, Coach Payton and the guys can talk down the uh, the revenge factor all they want, but um, you know this isn't like last year where it was the Vikings quote-unquote revenge factor from the 2009 mm. championship game i mean that was that was a while ago there's you know no not a lot of people if if any still on that team right uh, you know there i don't think there's as much of a rivalry between the two teams that fans like to come up with you know as far as organization organization sean payton and and zimmer are actually friends uh, there's there's some connection there between the two organizations but the fans are kind of rivals. I mean, I, you know, we're on one end of the Mississippi and they're on the other. I, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. But uh, I'm excited, man. This is going to be a full tilt, in my opinion, offensive showdown. Um, but uh, Tyler, what's up, dude? Nothing much, Charlie. Dayton, how's it going, everybody? You know, I'm Tyler Raymond. Uh, it's going to be a great game, guys. Like, I cannot wait. I think it's going to be really exciting. I've got Kirk Cousins on my fantasy team. So that should be interesting. Oh, guys. So we always like to plug how much we love Twitter and how involved we are. Make sure to check out our Twitter account at the WDD Podcast. We've got a bunch of polls that we want to uh, talk to you guys about. And the uh, you know the answers and responses we've been getting and stuff. So we have five polls. Where our first one is uh, we want to know what you guys just thought in general about the Saints-Vikings. It's going to be an exciting matchup. So uh, we want to know, do you think uh, wide receiver Adam Thielen uh, will have over 100 receiving yards against the Saints? So Adam Thielen's been getting 100 yards like almost every game. It's crazy. Uh, 53% said yes. 47% said no. 60 votes. So a lot of votes there. Uh, we want to know if Michael Thomas, the Saints receiver, of course, the GOAT, will have 100 receiving yards against the Vikings. And we had 20 votes. 60% said yep. So hashtag can't guard Mike. Uh, we also said, how many sacks do we think uh, the Saints defense will have against the Vikings? 19 votes, 68% said 2-3, to three, and 21% said 4 or more. And then you had 11% saying 0-1. to one. And then, let's see, another one we had was the GOAT, Drew Brees. How many uh, touchdowns do we think uh, he will throw? And 47% said exactly 3 touchdowns, under 3 touchdowns was 41%, and over 3 was 12%. And the last one was... 
So the book game, uh, the I'm pronouncing it so wrong. I apologize. The bunk, or I don't know. There you go. No, you but, got um, it. Book, book, book. Oh, I got it. Yeah, no, okay. you got it. Yeah, bunk game. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but um, I, the Saints need a turnover, you know. And Kirk Cousins has thrown a few. We wanted to ask you guys how many interceptions, if any, not fumbles, uh, do we think the Saints defense will get? And 53% said one. 42% said zero, and 5% said two or more. So those are, your, uh, those are the polls, guys. Make sure to keep on uh, tuning into those. Keep on voting. Make sure to send us your responses. And check our pinned tweet on our Twitter account because we are giving away five copies to people uh, who retweet them, of course, uh, five copies of our guest book, Quinn Early, former New Orleans Saint. Uh, it's called Brian Akers, A Love Story, His Great Book. So check that out and retweet it for us. Fantastic stuff. Yeah, and the polls are still going on um, on our Twitter account. A couple days left on those. Yeah, Tyler was reading off the uh, the current results, but those are not official, so you still do have time to vote. So be sure at the WDD podcast, vote, vote, vote. We'd love to know your opinion and reply to us if you have any other uh, answers that aren't options there. If you think something's crazy is going to happen, if you got a bold prediction, let us know. We'd love to hear you guys' thoughts. We always uh, retweet and we always reply and we always feature you on the podcast. So, uh, if you're out there and you want to interact with us, go right ahead. Um, and, yeah, you can follow all of us. You can follow Charlie at St. Charlie. You can follow myself at Dayton underscore Brown underscore. And you can follow Tyler at Raymond Tyler M. Uh, be sure to interact with us because, like I said, we love it. Um, but, yeah, let's let's just go jump right in the game. We don't really have any anything else to cover after last episode. We talked about the Ravens game. We talked about the Eli Apple trade. Um, and now it's time to talk about this Vikings home matchup. So, obviously, uh, these two teams have actually met uh, quite a bit. Uh, they've met 33 times um, overall during during the both teams' history. The Vikings wow. currently lead the all-time series 22-11. to um, But more importantly, I actually want to talk about the matchups during the current uh, era for, for the Saints, the, the Drew Brees, Sean Payton era, uh, of which the teams, uh, they, they've played the Vikings seven times, um, and the Saints are 4-3 uh, and three against the Vikings, including that win in the 2009 NFC Championship game that sent us uh, to our very first Super Bowl victory. Um, However, obviously, uh, after the last two matchups against this team, Monday Night Football to open up last season and then the playoff matchup in the uh, divisional round uh, last season, uh, both resulted in losses, um, and Minnesota scored 29 points in both of those games. And, of course, uh, we all know about the... um, was it the Minnesota miracle, the the Minneapolis uh. miracle, whatever it is, um, and and obviously that that is that's what's been talked about most leading up to this game. It's the miracle play that that sent the uh, Vikings into the NFC Championship game, of which they got blown out against the backup quarterback Nick Foles. Just wanted to mention that it was like thirty-eight to seven, um, but Vikings did win that game. Snuck by with that miracle sideline play to Stephon Diggs and Charlie. You mentioned it to begin the show. That's kind of sparked. People on both sides, I think mainly it's it's Vikings fans, but it's definitely both sides to dub this a rivalry when these teams have really only played since that 2009 NFC Championship game. They've only played four times total. I don't think that's enough to uh, make it a rivalry. I think you got to play a team at least once a year. But either way, um, going into this game, guys, what is your mood? Is 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 Are you guys in a revenge-type mood for this? Is that miracle play? I mean, obviously, it was a fluke. I think it's very safe to say Marcus Williams is more talented than 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 what that play showed. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, do what? What's your guys' I guess overall mood? Are you in a revenge type mood coming into this, or are you guys more so concerned with uh, getting away with the W, no matter who the team is? Is there a little extra going on here? Because in my mind, 
I'm I obviously I would love to beat the Vikings and 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 uh, prove to them that we are the better team this year because it is kind of evenly matched so far throughout the season. Um, but I I won't necessarily say I'm in a revenge mode for that game because I know it was a fluke. I knew we were the better team that day. Uh, we weren't even we really had no business being that close in that game, but we willed our way uh, and we should have came with the vic- uh, away with a victory. Uh, are you guys in a revenge mood though for this Sunday? For me. I- I don't know if I'd call it a revenge mood. I think I'd say I'm more of a Marcus Williams redemption, get a thousand picks against <laughs> Kirk Cousins mood, if, if that says anything. Because Marcus Williams really hasn't had any flashy interceptions, any flashy stats, you know, yet. And I think they're just another team, sure. They're a powerful NFC team that could really help the Saints going forward in the playoffs, you know, especially with the seeding. But I think right now it's just another team. We just need to keep the win streak going. But maybe there might be a little extra so on the on top. Who knows? I like it. Yeah. What, what do you think, Charlie? Um, I mean, obviously, number one, you want to win the game just because it's the next game on the schedule. But I, I think there's a little bit there. Um, yeah, a little bit. Maybe with the players, you know, I mean, I mean, what did Alvin Kamara say after the game? I can't oh, repeat it on the podcast. I can't repeat it on the podcast. Right, there's there's definitely something there amongst the the players. I mean, that was a game that we should have won. You know, mm-hmm. fluke game. Yeah. And that you don't you don't uh, you don't get that bad taste out of your mouth until you, until you, until you get a chance at redemption. So I think mm-hmm. there's a little bit there. I mean, obviously, I think Peyton's gonna have the guys focused on the task at hand, the game plan, what it's what it's gonna take to go up there and win. Uh, that stadium gets pretty loud. Um, with their stupid skull clap and whatever, <clears throat> their horns and all the yeah. fake, you know, Viking stuff that goes on in that beautiful stadium. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm excited for it, man. I just, I just really want to, I just really want to eat a W. Eat that W. <laughs> all right, Jameis. When did Jameis Winston get here, man? Uh, yeah, you like that? You like that? <laughs> How about his uh, celebration dance? What's up with that? Oh, man. The, that's what, like, what is that? Couldn't get any more uh, okay. white suburbia dad dance. Seriously. <laughs> no, yeah, that's, he's, like, he's trying to hit the Sean Payton, I think, right? But just a little, little different rendition of it. Um, yeah. No, I definitely think the rivalry talk, from what I've seen, at least on my timeline, is definitely coming There's more no, so. Yeah, I don't buy that. yeah no, I don't it's, buy it's definitely yeah. coming more so from Vikings fans. And I think, uh, and this is a smart ploy by this fan base, right? You, if you call yeah. it a rivalry, right, and you look at the results, the Vikings are winning. So if, if you're calling it a rivalry and the Vikings have been doing better, then that's just you saying, hey, my, my, my team's better overall going up against yours, blah, 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 just contributes to the smack talk. I think that's really where this all stems from. It's definitely not a rivalry. I think it's just being used as a ploy for, for a little extra smack talk uh, by the Vikings fan base. But, um, yeah, definitely uh, overall, though, even though I'm not in a revenge mood, I think the players should be. And I bet you they wish that Case Keenum was still quarterback there for the Vikings so that they could get an ultimate redemption factor. Other than that, though, this team is pretty much uh, uh, the same as last year. Overall, the same defense. Everson Griffin is coming back from his injury, though. Perfect timing for them. Um, they still got guys he like... He may not play, though. He may. Right. He... he did return to practice. And I don't know. Things are kind of looking up for him, though. But you're right. It's not official that he'll play. Yeah, he he, yeah. he was coming off of, like, a, yeah, he, he had to be removed from the team because of... He had personal things going on, and he's trying to get, yeah, like he's trying to get back into this. Like he he may not play. I, I don't. Yeah, 
I don't know. It's, I more really so, don't... it's more so mental than physical over everything, right? Is that what it is? Physical means a lot. Though. Well, yeah. I mean, he had that crazy outburst at the hotel where mm-hmm. he was going to – like, you know, he just kind of went nuts. And yeah. they – you know, he was removed from the team to get himself right. And I think – I do agree with him and the team, though, that the, one of the bet, the easiest ways to get right is to get back with the guys and play football again and all that. And I, I just don't know if he's – if he's going to play and if he does, how much and, it, and how much he plays, how effective he, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll see about that. There, We are kind of catching them at a decent time as far as injuries. Uh, Xavier Rhodes is still limping, they say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dalvin Cook's not going to play. Sandejo was hurt yesterday. Their injury report uh, looked pretty bad yeah. yesterday. And I'm actually looking at it right now. Uh, and right now, Everson Griffin is actually listed as being out for the game on, on Sunday. Wow. So that actually doesn't sound like he's playing. So scratch what I said about that perfect timing. doesn't seem like he's actually coming to play this week. Mike Hughes was also put on injured reserve recently. That's a big blow for them. Uh, yeah, the first-round pick. The first-round pick, cornerback for them out of, out of Central Florida. Really good prospect there. Um, and then a list questionable for them. Sounds like Dalvin Cook isn't going to play at all. Um, even though he, he's still listed as questionable, but it sounds like they're going to uh, be taking him week by week now. Xavier Rhodes is listed as questionable, but again, sounds like uh, he, he, he's no he's not really near 100%. Could recover in time, though. And then Tom Compton, a uh, very important offensive lineman for them, also listed as questionable, for, but from what I've heard, sounds like he's going to be uh, um, possibly okay to go, um, but it's hard to tell right now since it's only Thursday. We'll know more so on Friday, and we'll keep you guys updated on our Twitter account. For the Saints, you got four guys listed as questionable. That's Cam Meredith, Craig Robertson, Max Unger, and Teron Armstead. Um, nothing sounds too serious, unless I'm mistaken, out of those guys. And we did just put uh, uh, Laribius on injured reserve as well um, <clears throat> after he uh, hurt his ankle. Uh, I believe it was ankle, right? Correct? Um, yeah. Against, yeah. Uh, against Baltimore, so he got put on IR. Luckily for us, though, Andres Pete currently is healthy sounds like he'll start be starting again for the for the saints offensive line <clears throat> excuse me this sunday and i also want to jump into some stats for each team uh throughout the the 2018 season so you know uh i think the vikings have played seven games yeah this so they played seven games Saints have played six so through just about halfway through the season these are how the stats are shaping up for each team and their rankings uh compared to the rest of the nfl Offensive yards per game, the Saints are 6th, averaging uh, about 410 per game. Uh, the Vikings are 13th, averaging about 380. Um, pass yards per game, the Saints are 6th with 301.5. And, um, and the Vikings are, um, uh, looks like, oh, they're 10th they're with 293. Rush yards per game, the Saints are 16th with 108.3. And the Vikings, who have been struggling with injuries all year and just not being able to get anything going, are 27th at 88.7 per game. So that bodes well for the Saints, obviously, with the number one rush defense as well. Points per game, the Saints are second with 34, only trailing the um, Kansas City uh, uh, Chiefs, who are averaging 37 points a game. And the Vikings are 14th with 25.3 points per game. Defensive side of the ball, yards per game, the Saints are 17th at 366. Vikings are 11th at 346. Pass yards per game, this is really this, this is where it's at for the Saints. 28th in the league, 294, uh, 294 yards per game they give up. Uh, passing game not good Vikings are 16th at 256 definitely going to play into Drew Brees' favor there and as I mentioned rush yards per game the Saints are first at 72.3 Vikings not too far behind them fifth 
Uh, they're only giving up 90 yards per game on the ground. And then when it comes to points per game sacrifice for the defense, obviously the Saints are our first when it comes to, or second when it comes to offense. So they're going to be pretty far down the line. And they're 27th, uh, giving up about 27 um, points per game. And the uh, Minnesota Vikings with uh, the number one third down defense in the league. Um, they are, I'm actually trying to find them on the list. They are 14th. They're giving up 23.6 points per game. So kind of kind of a big gap right there. Uh, but other than that, especially on offense, it seems uh, the Saints have have the advantage, but the Vikings aren't too far behind in, in, in quite a few of these categories. Um, is there any, to, to you guys, is there any place on the field either team has a huge advantage in? Uh, because it obviously Saints have a really good rush defense and the Vikings have a uh, poor rush offense. Uh, so the Saints have an upper hand there. Other than that, is there any blatant advantage for either team going into this game? Because the, the matchups kind of seem like pretty, I, I don't want to say 100% even, but the matchups seem, I don't know, They're close. fair. They're close for sure. Is there any yeah. is there any uh, um, blatant, I guess, obvious advantage for either team here other than uh, the run game? Or uh, uh, is it pretty evenly matched to you guys? For me... I, I think I go with it's not blatant. It's not like a wide blowout. I think the I think generally speaking from a standpoint of what someone's gonna have to pull up the stats for on Stefan Diggs because I, I don't know if he's really done a ton this year, but I think you know it's it's the more I say it, I think it's pretty even. But the wide receivers, you know, I think once you see Traquan Smith, Cameron Meredith, Austin Carr get involved, I think it's going to be a lot, a lot more even. But I might say, I think just because of what Kirk Cousins has been utilizing, I, I, I would give them a slight advantage there. And then I think the secondary, I think, because, you know, I think right now, if I had to describe, I think, you know, the linebackers, the Vikings have a really good linebacker, linebacking core. Their secondary is still pretty good, even though it's banged up. They give Drew Brees fits, you know, and obviously I think we've ch- changed our play style a bit where Drew Brees isn't chucking it downfield all the time. It's more check downs to this, short passes there. You know, he's some, that's something he's going to have to be aware of. Now, on the other side, Kirk Cousins, you know, he's probably going to car- carve up our defense, you know, and sure, we've got Lattimore on one end, but we're going to have to see how – we're going to have to see if, you know, Apple plays – how P.J. Williams and Ken Crawley do. You know, I think those are the only main ones I can think of right now. But everything else is pretty evenly matched, if I had to say so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, indeed. Uh, are you thinking the same, Charlie? Is there yeah, any... I'd say uh, Kirk Cousins and those wide receivers versus our secondary Yeah. Um, kind of scares me a little bit. Me too. Um, depends. I mean, we really have to affect Kirk Cousins' ability to go through his progressions. One of the things I've always thought about Kirk Cousins is he's a good quarterback, um, but especially a good quarterback when he's able to hit his first or maybe second read. When you make him go through his progressions, that's when his feet get crazy and the ball kind of can come out weird and and uh, and you can you can force him into doing some stupid things. I mean, Kirk Cousins has definitely done some bonehead things. He's <laughs> he's down the ball on fourth down. He's you know, when the, the clock ran out, that was hilarious. He's uh, he's he's had a lot of he had a couple intentional grounding penalties versus last year. So like, if you can get in his head and throw him off, he's fine. But when he's comfortable and he's rolling, he can throw up there with the best of them, in my opinion. So getting after him with that forefront 
you know, with our front four. Please, Dennis Allen. Uh, don't send two or three. Don't send two or three guys. Uh, please, please rush the passer. Um, that would be nice. We don't like when quarterbacks can sit back there and have a picnic and figure out who they want to throw to. But before, maybe write, you know, some notes down or, you know, eat a sandwich and then have a beer. We mm-hmm. like our quarterback, our opposing quarterbacks to be uncomfortable and, and sending two or three guys or all pro, you know, pass rusher came Jordan and back and please don't do that. Rush, right. <laughs> rush the quarterback, hit him, yeah. make yes, him please. not want to throw the ball, make him second guess his reads, make his feet get out from underneath of him, make, you know, affect his ability to throw the ball. But matchups, um, like you guys said, I think our, you know, our run defense has been solid. Their run offense is kind of shaky. Um, their wide receivers are good. Kirk Cousins can throw the ball. Our secondary is, is not playing very well. Uh, as far as overall, although I do think they're trending in the right direction. Um, I agree. Our offense versus their defense. Vikings defense is not the same as it was last year at at all. I mean, they're still the number one third down defense in the league, which is which is very impressive. But uh, they have some injuries, you know, at the quarterback position. Everson Griffin's been out, so we'll see. In my opinion, it should be a, should be a great matchup. I think the two teams match up really, really well. Uh, yeah. And Kirk Cousins has six picks on the year and three lost fumbles. Saints don't have obviously don't have an interception this year, and they don't generate a whole lot of turnovers. Other than that, it, will that change? Do you guys expect this defense to be getting after the ball and Cousins to slip up a little bit? Do you expect Kurt? Because uh, um, obviously it was Sam Bradford who tore us up last year Monday night, and then it was uh, Case Keenum who had a fairly good game uh, in, in the playoff game. But Cousins with the Vikings last year. Uh, even though the Saints ended up winning that game, uh, right. the Vikings seem to be dominating the defense, uh, due in large part to Kirk Cousins. Will we see uh, some some more Captain Kirk action? Will he will he be very impressive against this D? Or do you expect the defense to finally turn that wave over to getting some turnovers? Like like is is Kirk Cousins going to be the start to this defense actually helping out the offense by getting them good field position with some picks and and fumble recoveries? Or, or, or do you expect this to be more so a shootout than anything? Uh, I expect it to be a shootout, but if we can get after him with four guys, maybe five, then it could be the game where our defense comes together. I just, I get worried because uh, Stefan Days can take the top off of any defense. Um, no one in the NFL is running routes better than Adam Thielen right now. Mm. Um, I mean, he's really becoming a really good wide receiver. And yeah. even Laquan Treadwell is playing better. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that, that receiving core is, is dangerous. It's probably one of, if not the best, wide receiving core in the NFL right now. And Kirk Cousins has been making some crazy, crazy throws. Yeah. For me, I, I think right now, I think it's going to be a shootout, too. Wouldn't surprise me to see um, both of these teams score uh, well into the 30s, maybe in the 40s. You know, but I, I agree with Charlie, though. I think Kirk Cousins is one of those quarterbacks that could be easily rattled. He almost reminds me of like a Matt Ryan. I bet, you know, if you if you find little things to do to really frustrate him, I think uh, he, he won't be able to handle the pressure, you know. And I think our defense, you know, we, we mentioned it on the other podcast episode. We have a great front four. We have a great front seven. You know, we're we're making teams one dimensional because of our run defense is so uh, so good right now, and I think it's just going to be the little things. You know, and I think if we can rattle Kirk Cousins a bit, you know, 
make him, like Charlie said, go through the progressions, you know, throw stupid balls. I, I think, you know, this could be uh, a game we could easily win or uh, have a good win against, you know. Yeah. So. This is this is a very, very important game for the Saints. Obviously, every game now is going to be important, but going up against uh, two weeks in a row, and it's going to turn into three and four weeks in a row, us playing a um, playoff contending team because we play the Rams right afterwards. We're playing... Uh, obviously, uh, later on, the Bengals and, and the Cowboys, who could easily be fighting for a playoff spot. Um, and, and, and so this schedule is just going to continue to get tougher. But this game is by far the most important so far uh, th- this season. Uh, the Ravens last week was, and, and, and now just a new leaf. And I think a really important matchup to watch as well is going to be um, Anthony Barr, uh, Minnesota's uh, star middle linebacker going up against Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. Absolutely. Both, both in the run yep. game and the pass game because uh, they really like to utilize Barr going up against guys like Alvin Kamara because he has the athleticism to meet up uh, with, with them in the pass game. So if we can get Kamara going, uh, because he, he was both him and Ingram were kind of sluggish in the pass game going up against Baltimore against a really good defense. If we're able to uh, get the screen game going, which I was hoping we were going to be able to do against Baltimore, but again, their, their, their defense was a little bit too solid for that. I think Minnesota's a little bit more inferior, for sure, when it comes to uh, uh, the, their, their defense as a whole, uh, even though they have been the top third down defense. And the Saints, um, I guess, not so much this year. Obviously, it has been uh, an area of concern. hasn't been as bad as, as last year, but being able to convert on third down has been an issue, and uh, Minnesota being able to stop teams like that. So Kamara's going to be really important for for utilizing him in, in as many ways as possible. And Mark Ingram, I want to see a little bit more out of him. We're going to need him to get some third and one, third and two tough runs to get us uh, a new set of downs. So I think that's going to be really important. Anthony Barr is highly, highly talented. Um, uh, really, really, really good. One of the top middle linebackers in the league, especially in the NFC. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, and as far as the coaching staffs go as well, you, uh, Mike Zimmer has been at the helm for Minnesota now for a few years, and he's done a really, really good job. Defensive-minded guy came over from Cincinnati, was a defensive coordinator there. And Sean Payton, obviously offensive-minded guy, came over from Dallas. Um, so a little bit different eras. Um, how do you guys expect the, 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 the chess game, so to speak, to go for this coaching staff? What, 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 what are they going to be needing to look out for in terms of matchup substitutions, uh, schemes, um, uh, what type of, I, I guess, Charlie, I'll ask you this, what type of play calling going up against this Minnesota defense based off what you saw last year from this team, how the Saints have been doing this year, what kind of play calling will Sean Payton need to implement uh, to kind of uh, get the upper hand going up against this uh, Vikings defense? That has been pretty impressive this year. Shaky, shaky um, sometimes, but... Uh, I think I think we'll try to get the run game going a little bit more than we did last week, and... Maybe kind of play some small ball like we did last last week against the Ravens, um, just to kind of keep kind of protect the defense a little bit on the road, loud stadium. Uh, you yeah. know, our our secondary versus their receivers might be kind of kind of dicey. So I do think that we might be playing a little bit of that type of football. Um, but our I like I really do like our matchup, our passing game versus their defense right now because of their injuries. So I do think we'll take our chances when they're there. I think Michael Thomas does have a monster game. Um it just feels like that kind of that kind of game for him. Like it's just gonna he's just gonna take over the game at certain points. And um 
we'll do our score predictions later, but yeah. he'll, he'll be a big reason as, as to why I think we do win. But uh, I think we take our shots when they're there, but I, I would really expect us to kind of play a little bit more small ball, keep the ball out of that offense's hands, and uh, kind of protect our defense a little bit. And, and on defense, as far as scheming versus them, uh, I think we can match. I think this might be more of a man-to-man kind of game. I think we need to get back to press man, get out of the zones yes. that we've run in. We're playing um, way too lax on guys. And that, that that's, that's, I agree. that's not only when we get beat, but that's when you know guys are able to catch these 10 to 15 yard uh, crossing yeah, routes. Yeah, just find the pockets. Yeah, mean, exactly. And, yeah. The, and, yeah. and the problem with the crossing routes is like we've been running a lot of Tampa 2. Tampa 2, whoever's playing middle linebacker needs to get depth. Mm-hmm. And if our linebackers aren't getting depth in that coverage, then there's that huge void in the defense where it's right behind the linebackers and in front of the deep two safeties. Like the way I the way I, I see this going down if we do run man is I see Marshawn manned up on Adam Thielen and then I see whoever our quarterback our second cornerback is, probably Crawley on Diggs with Marcus uh shading the Diggs side. That's sort of how I see this this going. Um I really want to see some press man to throw these receivers off their routes to give our defensive line a little bit more time to get to and affect Kirk Cousins. So that that's sort of how I would see it going on the defensive mm-hmm. side. I like, and yeah. I, I do think Thielen will end up overpassing 100 yards yet again um, in this game, but I don't. I I, he'll, he'll, I think he'll have to earn. I I don't think he'll have multiple, uh, you know, uh, 30 to 40 yard bombs like he has every game. Um, I, I think I think Marshawn Lattimore will really only let one of those happen, if anything. Um, because uh, besides Mike Evans, you don't see Marshawn Lattimore give up those long bombs like that. He's he's really good running with his guys. He actually, you, I mean, you saw tape against at Baltimore. Uh, he actually ran routes for some of the receivers during the game a couple times. So he's talented when he come, <laughs> in that department. So I don't see Thielen getting these 30 to 40-yard bombs consistently like he does um, or like he has been throughout the season. But I do think that he'll earn it in chunks um, by slants, beating uh, him on hitches, some outside catches. Like, Thielen will have to earn his 100 yards against Lattimore. I do think it'll happen, but it won't happen the way it usually does. Um, any any other X-Factors for you, Tyler? Any any other um, key players or matchups you uh, you got your eyes on for, for Sunday night? Well, I want to mention, too, real quick, uh, about, like, uh, what we're expecting, you know, from the chess match. Yeah, uh, yeah. A little bit... I would love to see Petty, Sean Payton. You know, Petty, aggressive, balls to the walls, gas a gas pedal to the floor sean payton you know like uh, i think games like this he doesn't like to admit it but you know they want to win they, they all want to win it's funny um i'm actually a great time to bring it up now i'm gonna do so uh we were talking in the chat and uh sheldon rankins actually was just talking to larry holder about the vikings game and he said the following i'm not going to sit up here and lie to you we want this game we want it we've put it past us but we haven't forgot it we want every game, but obviously this one holds a little bit of a different feel in everybody's minds. So if Sheldon Rankins is feeling that way, obviously Sean Payton, who wants to get back to the Super Bowl and get another trophy, is feeling that way. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think obviously, you know, I mentioned the offense like that. It wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me to see a lot of, uh, on the Vikings defense, maybe some exotic blitzes, maybe from their offense, maybe some bunch formations. I think that's going to be crazy. The X factor, though. Uh, as we put all that aside, the X factor I think is going to be Drew Brees versus carving up their defense. 
You know, I think uh, even though they're injured, the Vikings have a lot of great individual players. Eric Hendricks, yes. Anthony Barr, uh, they have Xavier Rhodes, who even if he's still limping, if he plays, is going to be a huge player for their defense. You have Trey Waynes, Harrison Smith. They have a lot of great pieces, but Drew Brees is a mastermind, though. So if he can find the checkdowns, if he can get Kamara here for 10, Michael Thomas here for 8, uh, Benjamin Watson, Trey Quan Smith, it, he'll find ways to get them down the field, but I, I'm really interested in knowing how the Vikings defense is going to plan against her red-hot offense. So I, I think it's going to be a great matchup, though, on all fronts for their, these two teams going into Sunday night. Yeah, I always forget the Vikings have Trey Waynes, who was a former first-round over or uh, first round pick, if I'm not mistaken, as well. I, I know he went to Michigan State. I'm pretty sure he was like 26th overall a few years ago by the yeah. Vikings. They get, yeah, you're right, Tyler. They have a ton of individual talent. And when it comes together, which we saw a lot last year, very impressive. This year, they've, they've been kind of up and down and consistent injuries are a factor into that. But, uh, yeah, I, I, Sean Payton, I, I think we are going to see Petty Sean Payton. We saw Petty Sean Payton mocking the skull chant uh, uh, in the playoff game last year. Um, and Love I, that. I think we're going to see more of that from Sean Payton. He's definitely going to be after it. He's going to have some tricks up his sleeves. I think he's going to try to try to um, bamboozle uh, and, and just make the Vikings look like a fool a couple of times with, with some of the play calling he's going to have. So I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be it's going to be intense. Uh, it's, it's a road game, a road uh, which the Saints are currently 3-0 on the road uh, so far in the 2018 season. Um, so hopefully we're able to keep that perfect record. Speaking of which, uh, I, I think we've we've covered just about all bases. I think it's time to get into score predictions. If you guys want to say anything else about the game that we've missed, go ahead when you do your score prediction. But Vikings are on a three-game win streak. The Saints have rattled off five in a row uh, after losing to Tampa Bay to open up the season. Uh, and the Vikings are favored by one point at home. Something's got to give here, though. Uh, both teams are on a win streak. One of these teams has got to lose, just like uh, last week against Baltimore, who they were undefeated at home. Something has to give. Um, uh, yeah, like I said, the Vikings are favored by one point currently, and the over/under is set at fifty-two and a half. So I'll start with you, Charlie. We'll do a roundtable score predictions. Who you got? Give me a score. Tell me why. Uh, Saints, um, Vikings. Who's winning the game? So you said it's a one-point spread right now. Well, let I'm, let me double check. That's what it was last night. Um, no, I haven't. I obviously, have not yep, looked nope, at it. No, it's it's still a one point spread. Vikings are favored by one point at home. Yeah. All right. So that tells me that they think that the Saints will win by two. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> usually get that get that three <laughs> points. You get the three point uh, sort of gimme at least from. Right. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, this is almost like a pick'em game. I, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, I mean, I think the Saints will win just because I think overall we're a better team. We have more to offer. Our run defense is good, so it's going to force us. Force it should force um, Kirk Cousins into making some boneheaded mistakes, provided um, you know our defense doesn't do the stupid stuff. But we don't rush anyone after the quarterback. I, I, I think the Saints win this game. You said over under is twenty. You said the over under is uh, fifty two, right? As 52 of right and now, a half. Yes, I think it's going to be yeah. way over. Oof, 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 oof. Um. Yeah, I'm actually going to be right around that over-under, to be honest with you. I think the Saints win this game uh, 27-24. Okay. Ooh. I like it. I like it. What, what are you thinking, Tyler? It's tough because a part of me is like maybe the defense will hold them to under 30 points. Maybe, just maybe. But then it's Kirk Cousins. they got Thielen, Stephon Diggs, all those guys. I'm going to have the Saints winning 38-33. I think okay. Drew Brees has a good night. I think Kirk Cousins has a good night. I think hopefully Mark Ingram gets more involved. I think 
hopefully Austin Carr and Cameron Meredith get involved a bit more. I think Traquan Smith has a good night. And I, I think it's going to be all around a good day for the Saints offense. Defense, hopefully things start clicking. If you like Apple plays, we'll let you guys know on Twitter. Um, I, I think it's going to be a good game, you know, and hopefully this is a statement game. You know, hopefully we, we get in there, we do the things we need to do. And I think the Rams need to be checking us out because once we kick their butts, we're coming for the Rams. So, yeah, 38-33. Saints win. I like that. That's very high-scoring game. Um, very bold as well. I, I went bold last week with my Ravens score prediction. I had the Saints winning 41-40. to I was correct in saying that the Saints were going to win by a point. Um, but Charlie overall was the closest um, with with his score he prediction. He was really close. He was really, really close, uh, which, was, which was great. But uh, I, w- I won't be I won't be as bold this week. I do have uh, a bold prediction for for both teams though. For the Vikings, like I said, I think Thielen's going to get that hundred yard mark. But I think that their second leading receiver, who's going to have a really good day, is going to be Kyle Rudolph. Um, I think that he's yeah. going to be able. He's had a slow year so far. Uh, I think that he's due for a breakout game. So I think that he'll he'll have he'll probably have a touchdown. He'll he'll be in the 50, 60 yard uh, uh, range as well. He'll probably have five or six catches. Um, so and uh, because the Saints are going to be spending a lot of time worrying about Thielen and Diggs um, and trying to contain Latavius Murray coming out of the backfield, so I think that might open up the the door for Rudolph um, and 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 for the Saints. Um, I I think if, if Cam Meredith plays, I think I think Cam Meredith will score a touchdown. That's my that's my bold prediction for the Saints as well. Um, it all depends though. Um, but I think I think it'll be a, a very nice surprise for the team if he's able to play coming out of the slot there, which the Vikings have struggled to cover throughout the year. Um, and I'm gonna go Saints winning as well. Um, it's just gonna go right across the board, obviously. Um, and I, I have the Saints actually winning this one by a little bit more than you guys have. I have winning 34 to 27. Um, I think that they, they, I'm gonna give them a touchdown win. Um, I think overall, when you look top to bottom, the Saints are better than the Vikings, uh, and the Vikings are almost a suspect team. Uh, and if the Vikings, like, unless they get a top four seed, like, unless they win their division, last year was a fluke to me, um, especially going after a better quarterback with Kirk Cousins. Um, if, if they're not able to win their division, get a good playoff seed, to me, last year was a fluke to them, and, and watching this team this year, their defense is what would definitely looked a lot better last year than it has this year. And uh, I'm, I'm not ready to say that they're they're 100 a fluke yet because the season's not over; anything could happen. But so far, I have a feeling last year was a little bit a little bit better in their favor than than it should have been. Um, but that that could also be me being j- just a tad bit bitter about uh, what happened. Um, but yeah, I got I got them winning thirty four to twenty seven. Uh, so yeah, Charlie twenty seven twenty four. He's got the Saints winning. Tyler has the Saints winning thirty eight to thirty three. I have them winning thirty four to twenty seven. Going to be a good game. I think a lot of points are going to be scored no matter what. Um, <clears throat> a couple of impressive offenses uh, and a couple of uh, uh, when they're on top of their game, a couple of really good defenses as well. So anything could happen this upcoming Sunday. It is Sunday night. Um, so and I think this is the second primetime game for the Saints this year. Yeah, because Monday Night Football was the first. So. Second primetime game for the Saints. Um, I think it's also the second for the Vikings. I think they also play, or it could be their very first. I'm not sure. No, they had that. I think it was, wasn't it a Thursday night game? Versus, oh, against uh, the Rams. Against the Rams. You're right. Yeah, they did. Oh, they yeah. did. This is their second as well then. Yeah. Yeah, so um, that was that was a really, really good game as well. I think that was a yeah, 31 final score. That was a high-scoring game. So um, really excited for Sunday night's game. 
And those are our score predictions. If you guys have your own score predictions, again, we'll have a poll, as we always do each yep. week, for our score predictions. Be sure to vote on it and reply with your own score prediction if it differs from ours. Uh, we love to hear your thoughts. And before we wrap up the show, I wanted to talk about the other NFC South games going on. Falcons are on a bye. Um, the Buccaneers are going to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals, uh, who the Saints will be playing later on in the year. And then the Panthers will host the Ravens, who the Saints just Ooh. beat on Sunday. And obviously, that's how the NFL operates. Uh, each division will play another division, or I guess each team in their respective divisions will play. It's like all uh, every team in the NFC South is playing all the teams from the NFC North and NFC East this year, and then you get uh, you play all the teams in your division, and then each team gets two games against different teams if that makes sense differs from there so other than that most of our games are going to be similar to who we're playing in the division so you'll see a lot of familiar opponents but um uh, we'll, we'll just go round table how do you guys expect the mc south to be after week eight obviously uh, most likely the saints are going to be number one um because i'm pretty sure we still have the tiebreaker over the the panthers if i'm yep. not mistaken because we do have a better division record even though we haven't played them yet i could be wrong on that because well they've lost against the falcons well, i think lost it might be right. the bucks but we beat the Falcons. So I'm pretty sure we'd have the tiebreaker over them. But either way, um, it looks like the Saints are going to be first. Falcons have a bye, but the Bucks play the Bengals. Panthers play the Ravens. A couple of tough games. How do you guys expect the NFC South to be after week eight is all said and done? I think um, Bengals will easily beat the uh, Buccaneers. I think the Falcons will find a way to lose to the bye week. Uh, yeah, it's probably because none of their fans will show up. Um, and I think the Ravens, hopefully their defense will show up and outperform Cam Newton and hopefully we will just uh, uh, make a wider margin for lead and a first place in the NFC South. Yeah, I can see uh, I could see that Bucks Bengals game kind of going either way. Um, Bengals Bengals are uh, they're a crazy know, that, team right now. Yeah, the loss that wild loss to the Steelers really took the wind out of their sails and then they got crushed by the chiefs so like i could see that Bengals game going anywhere you i would pick the Bengals at home to to win that game and the panthers and ravens i think that's a good it's definitely a good matchup good uh, defensive matchup yeah right and uh so that game to me is going to come down to the quarterbacks which you know most nfl games do but can the ravens defense contain cam and that you know that running game that they have on there with Christian McCaffrey, and then which Joe Flacco shows up? Is it <laughs> Flacco who can put it right on the money, or is it Flacco that just plays like crap? That mm. yeah, I'll, I'll be definitely rooting for the Ra- I'll be rooting for the AFC North this weekend. That's for sure. Mm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah, definitely go go Ravens this week uh, mm. as opposed to last week for sure. Very interesting. But Panthers had a really impressive one over the Eagles, and look, if the Eagles hold on to win that game. I, I also think the Panthers will lose against the Ravens. That's that's two losses in a row for the Panthers. That puts a really nice gap for the Saints in the NFC South standings, if, if that would have been the case. But Eagles yeah. gave it up. Buccaneers beating the Browns. Buccaneers are, are are still screaming there in the NFC. I mean, Buccaneers could definitely still be the surprise team. They're, able, they're, they're, they're continuing to uh, win these games. I doubt it. But well, well, no, no, no definitely. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying it. it it's for sure. But oh, yeah, yeah. they, they have, they have been a, a little bit more impressive. Like after they beat the Saints, I, I, everybody figured that was a fluke win. It very well could have been. But it's not like they, you know, been have been sneaking up the place. I mean, they're three and three since 
or well, they're three and three overall, so they're two and three since that went over the Saints. So not not terrible. Falcons are still three and four. Carolina's four and two. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's the NFC South is still tough. It's very confusing though because I don't I don't know how I feel about the Bucks. Uh, I need to see more out of the Panthers. Falcons are going to be on a bye, so even though they have two wins in a row, uh, it's still you know up in the air with them after their early season struggle. So very interesting division. Still one of the best in the league. So. Uh, Saints are going to have to be on top of their game, uh, obviously, continuing on throughout the year. But that's all the time we have for today's episode, ladies and gentlemen, unless you guys had anything else to say. I didn't, One thing. I didn't miss anything. Go ahead, man. Yeah. You heard it here first. Uh, another Taysom Hill touchdown. I'm not sure if he's going to okay. throw one or run and run, but uh, he'll have another touchdown I like against it. the Vikings. Love it. Um, yeah, again, uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Uh, you can f- be sure to follow us on Twitter. Uh, Tyler, we're getting to that in just a second, but that that's the most important place to find us and interact with us. Um, and be sure to tune in Sunday night. Um, but yeah, without further ado, I guess I'll pass it off to Tyler unless uh, Charlie has anything else to say. Uh, if not, again, thank you guys for tuning in today. Let's roll. All right. Thanks so much uh, for uh, throwing it my way. Uh, thanks so much, guys, for tuning into this amazing episode of the Who Had This podcast. Uh, if you like what you hear, uh, make sure to uh, leave us a rating on iTunes. We appreciate that. That's where we can also uh, find our podcast. You can also find it on Spreaker.com as well. So we appreciate your reviews there. If you enjoy communicating with us, uh, getting involved in polls, if you want to win a free awesome book from uh, our, our guests that we will be having on actually in about an hour from now, a little bit less than that, uh, then uh, tune in. Uh, check out our Twitter account uh, at the WDD podcast uh, for the three of us. Our Twitter accounts are at St. Charlie, at Dayton underscore Brown underscore, and at Raymond Tyler M. And yeah, we love communicating with you guys. We love uh, doing everything. We love everything Saints. So we appreciate if you check us out. So, uh, Panthers fans are a little feisty on Twitter today. Uh, update here. <laughs> Who isn't these days? You. Exactly. Yeah. So if you guys follow us on Twitter, you'll be able to see what we're talking about. But yeah, thank yeah, you guys so much. For, some people. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Um, uh, rate us on iTunes and subscribe to us on there uh, would be fantastic if you guys did uh, really helps us out and again follow us on all the platforms that Tyler had mentioned uh, and we yeah. thank you in advance so again thanks for tuning in today we'll talk to you guys very soon and as always who that? Who that? Who that?